Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's our man in D.C., the most connected man in the entire city. The one and only Jamie Dupree is with us. How are hey, you, Sean. So... There is new information about Donald Trump. Uh, This apparently is not without precedent. During the Iranian hostage crisis, President Jimmy Carter issued a number of orders to put pressure on Iran. And among those Iranians who are banned from entering the United States unless they oppose the Shiite Islamic regime or had a medical emergency. And uh, not only that, Carter ordered 50,000 Iranian students in the United States to report to immigration offices. 15,000 of them were forced to leave the United States. Um, so it appears that, like in past controversies, that uh, Donald Trump is not as out of whack as people think. Well, I still say that uh, from my interviews here in the halls of Congress, what I noted more than anything else yesterday was that uh, for the first time, I think, on a broad scale, Republicans of all stripes, whether Tea Party, Freedom Caucus members, or rank and file, or leadership, or, you know, just sort of establishment people, for the first time I noted that there was a broad sense among them that they wanted to stand up and publicly disagree with Donald Trump. Now, again, this does not mean that Donald Trump is about to fall off the edge of the earth and go straight through the floor in this race for president or anything like that. And it doesn't mean that it's going to change anything overall. But I think what it is notable that after months of sort of shying away from differing with Trump on anything and trying to stay out of his way, that there were Republicans of all stripes over the last couple of days who really took issue with Trump. Now, again, does it mean anything for the long term? It may not. But I just think that it it might herald a different kind of uh, uh, of arena in terms of the battle for the Republican nomination. There seems to, though, be a pushback in terms of the numbers of people that have warned us in the intelligence community of the dangers of letting in, for example, Syrian refugees. And some people have pointed to the Immigration and Nationality Act that was passed in June of 1952, and, and they talk about the prohibition of entry into the U.S. if a person belongs to an organization seeking to overthrow the U.S. government by force. And uh, then they cite the Quran and Hadith, Um, demanding submission to Islam, which is antithetical to biblical law, the U.S. Constitution, as well as to our republic. Well, all I can say to you is is what I uh, gather from here is, regardless of sort of all those details, that I think this uh, dust-up involving Trump for the first time brought forth a reaction from members of all stripes, all areas of the Republican Party, not just the establishment, but Tea Party guys and more, that uh, I thought was significant just from the point of view that they'd sort of all shied away from taking on Trump. Now, again, maybe in the long term it means nothing. Uh, but in this, I, I, I thought it was interesting from the point of view that most people here have steered away from crossing Trump in any manner uh, that that sort of evaporated this week. It's going to be very interesting to see how the polls play out on this from my perspective, um, because I think you're getting a range of people that are saying, well, if the intelligence community is saying to the American people that they cannot properly vet those people coming in from Syria and elsewhere and to put a stop on the program until they're capable of doing so. Uh, That doesn't sound that unreasonable to me, and I think people have purposefully taken some of Trump's remarks out of context uh, for their own political benefit, and I I don't doubt at all that the Washington establishment is is angry at Trump. Well, now, this is not just the establishment. I want to really stress that. Uh, you know, people like Mick Mulvaney, who is a Tea Party kind of Republican from South sure. Carolina, Good guy. and others who 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 signaled very publicly yesterday that they were not on board with Trump. And so, yeah, I think you're going to have uh, areas of the Republican Party that are against Trump no matter what. 
But what was notable to me was the range of more conservative Republicans yesterday that we interviewed in the halls of Congress who took issue with Trump no, in I a got way you, I got your point, that but they I, hadn't done before. I think the polls are going to either push this one way or the other. If there's a significant percentage of the American people that agree with Donald Trump in terms of a moratorium until they can fix the vetting program, I guarantee you everybody that is critical today will shut up tomorrow. And that's my guess. Now, if it comes out the other way, then I get, think there'll be more piling on. Because it was interesting today. We talked yesterday about the issue of what is U.S. intelligence more worried about? People coming into the U.S. from the Islamic State or people already here who get inspired by the Islamic State? The FBI director again signaled today that the biggest worry among law enforcement intelligence are the people already here. Uh, that uh, uh, when asked directly today at a hearing, are there Islamic State cells, terrorist cells here in the United States? The FBI director said no. He did not think so. But he and said, again, but wait a minute, the same FBI said there's a thousand ISIS probes in all 50 states going on currently. So I don't think all he can I can tell you is what he said today on the record in a congressional hearing that I covered and that he was asked directly, are there terrorist cells from the Islamic State operating here? And his answer was no, as he again stressed the, the difficulty of trying to find people who are already here who get radicalized and then get inspired by the Islamic State. Uh, there was also a hearing today with the immigration services chief who was asked a lot of questions about the k-1 visa that the woman the wife came in on uh, because the fbi director revealed today in a, in a separate hearing that both the husband and the wife were radicalized even before they met even before they started dating online even before they got engaged even before she applied to come into the u.s on the k-1 visa which of course raises a lot of questions of why didn't it come up? Why wasn't there a red flag? Why did authorities miss that? It also raises, if you want to get conspiracy theory-ish on this whole thing, the question of were there terrorist groups at work looking to pair the two of them together? Mm -hmm. Somebody who was already in the U.S. and then uh, uh, bring this woman in, get them married, and have them be here for something else. Well, that but raises, FBI, that makes Trump's point in many ways, and that is that our vetting system sucks. Well, again, uh, at this hearing today with the immigration chief, uh, he, they tried to get a little more detail about what exactly was done for the K-1 visa and more. And certainly it does raise a lot of questions on that. The thing I would say uh, about Trump is, is that in, and you've done a, a an effort the last two days to really try to focus what he wants to do. I don't think Trump, uh, of all things, Trump has been such a very good communicator but I think his initial announcement on this did not really make the case as well as it could have been made for what he was trying to do. I think if he would have added the things that I am adding, in other words, the James Clapper, the the uh, general, what's his name, the, the general in charge of uh, General Allen, John Allen, uh, you know, John Kirby of the State Department, uh, the FBI director, the assistant FBI director, the Homeland Security chairman, Mike McCall, if you would have added their remarks saying all of these intelligence people are warning us that we do not have the resources and the ability to vet them, and for the time being, until we fix this problem, I would put a temporary moratorium on inviting people from some of these countries but he in. didn't say temporary and you know for one well, no the he actually did his, his original campaign, com his comments he did say not in the press release it doesn't say that i, I mean, don't think it, it, in his and for the first time i think in this race donald trump has not been as effective a communicator as he certainly is 
And I think it's really interesting that why did it happen on this one? Does it suggest that maybe this whole thing was rushed a little or something like that? I, I just sort of raise that because on everything else, he's been very, very attuned on what to do and what to say. But this time, he's, he's spent an awful lot of time since in his aides let have me, let me give trying you the to shore things up. Let me, I agree with you that there's certainly, I don't think they expected the backlash. I don't really see this any different than his original comments on, on Mexicans coming into the country illegally. Uh, but he did say in the press release he would a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what's going on. And later in the press release, he says again, until we are able to determine and understand the problem and the dangerous threat it poses. Well, as always, headlines are important. And if you uh, it might have been seen differently if it was advertised as a temporary ban. It was not. Yeah. And he's since corroborated that and put more emphasis on that. Um, you know, one of the things you look at the immigration issue and how big it's evolved in this campaign is an L.A. Times piece today is migrant children surge at the border. Federal officials plan more shelters. In other yeah, words, the, uh, the migrant numbers have gone up again and unexpectedly the last couple of months, usually starting in the fall, they drop off. Now, they're not as high as they were a few years ago. These are the unaccompanied children coming up, mainly from several Central American countries. Also, another place where there's a lot more people coming into the United States are from Cuba, actually. There's been a really big jump in the number of Cubans making their way, sometimes through Mexico, into the United States, because, you know, the Cubans have that protected status where if they get on land, they get to stay, unlike a lot of others. And so uh, there, there are a number of, uh, of sort of oddities occurring with immigration right now that I don't think immigration officials were really expecting. What's going on with the omnibus bill? I understand that there's uh, the funding bill. Negotiations continue. There's not going to be a vote this week. Doesn't look like they're going to roll that bill out this week. The chairman of the House Appropriations Committee told reporters just a little while ago that uh, they're still negotiating. They're still working on it. There was a big uh, principals meeting today of Democrats and Republicans. Uh, basically, they're trying to negotiate some of the difficult policy riders that Republicans would like to put on. And Republicans are arguing, look, we're going to give you the budget number that was agreed to in this budget deal by Speaker Boehner in the White House. But we want some policy things in there that the GOP can hang their hat on. And for the Democrats, obviously, they don't want to swallow some of those. The funding measure runs out Friday. This Friday night at midnight is when we would have a government shutdown. I think probably on Thursday or Friday, the Congress will pass a short-term measure to get us maybe to next Tuesday, maybe next Friday to give more time. Uh, and so well, this how about these guys have to work for once week. and, you know, they don't get all these breaks. The CBO has pointed out that taxes and spending and our deficit are all up in the first two months of fiscal year 2016 because the fiscal year starts October 1. Is that the tax revenues are up? No, 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 no. Tax taxes, spending and the deficit are all up. Well, yeah, you would expect the deficit to be up in the immediate at the start of the fiscal year. Yes, because you wouldn't get the uh, first big uh, receipts coming in until December at the end of that first quarter. But uh, in, in terms of the overall estimate, it's still they think that the budget deficit is going to be lower again next year. Lower by what? It's uh, still a half no, a billion dollars No, a year. you are correct. It's still in the $400 billions. You're absolutely right about that. Yes. Yeah. So at this point in time, it does not look like the Congress will be done with their work this week. I, I, I mean, my thought always was when they said it'd be done by December 11th, I was thinking December the 18th. Anyway, there's still a big tax extenders bill out there as well that
that uh, it has been filed by the Republicans, but the Democrats have not signed off on it. That could raise the uh, that that could increase the deficit by as much as about eight hundred billion dollars over ten years. We have some new poll numbers out, and according to Reuters, Donald Trump has thirty four point nine. This is nationally. Ben Carson sixteen. Uh, Ted Cruz, 9.2. If you look at the USA Today Suffolk poll, uh, Trump at 27, Cruz 17, Rubio 16. And, and you New look Hampshire. where ben, ben Carson is in that poll, he's all the way down to 10. And if you mm-hmm. look at the last uh, five major national polls, Carson's numbers have done something like this. 20, 18, 16, 14, 10. And you can see the same drop in Iowa and the same drop in New Hampshire. And Trump, Rubio, and Cruz are really the only three who are doing anything positive right now, and nothing at all from Jeb Bush, Carly Fiorina, or anybody I mean, else. I mean, it's unbelievable how low these numbers are. Look look at the latest CNN MUR New Hampshire poll. Trump at 32, Rubio second at 14. Everybody else is in single digits. Yeah, and when you look at next week's debate, I still say, from my calculations, I think Rand Paul will not make the main stage next week. I think he's going to be short. And actually, Carly Fiorina is sort of hanging on by her fingernails right now. She'll get on the main stage, but she's not that far away from being off of it either, though she does qualify both in uh, in New Hampshire and nationally. But Rand Paul may be just short. And, uh, you know, uh, again, Ben Carson just sliding downward. And if it gets to a three-person race, Trump, Cruz, and Rubio, I think there are people here who wonder if that limits Trump's effectiveness, that it's uh, better for him to have things spread out more broadly over, say, an eight-person or ten-person The field. lead is so big, I just can't see that, that he's going down easy. I mean... Look, one of the things I pointed out at the very beginning of this process has happened, and that is, look at the surge of Carly Fiorina, and then she has now fallen back to the point where she's struggling to get on the main stage. Uh, look at the rise of Ben Carson, and now look at he has fallen back dramatically in this race. And uh, and those three people, Donald Trump sustains throughout all, and then you've got Cruz and Rubio now making a, a real big surge, especially Cruz in Iowa and Cruz in South Carolina is now surging. There's a story out today in Politico how South Carolina evangelicals are coalescing around Cruz. Yeah, and and I think Cruz is a real danger for Trump. And actually, if the establishment wants to stop Donald Trump, I think the best way for the establishment to do that is to have Ted Cruz win in Iowa, frankly. Uh, that would be a big boon to him and a big setback for Trump, who's been ahead there for a while. But a big setback to the establishment all across the board because they don't like Cruz or uh, I, I I would agree with that, but only in the sense that Iowa has not exactly produced the Republican establishment winner of the nomination uh, in most years. Yeah. All right, Jamie Dupree, as always, thank you, sir. See you, Sean.